Today we'll be looking into Psalm 11, our, our focal scripture for the psalm. Uh, today is Psalm 11, Psalm 11. And it reads thusly, to the choir master of David. In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee like a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They have fitted their arrow to the string to shoot in the dark at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see, his eyelids test the children of man. The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Let him rain coals on the wicked. Fire and sulfur and scorching wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteous deeds. The upright shall behold his face. The upright shall behold his face. Lord, we want to be a part, Lord, of the congregation that beholds your face. Help us to learn and uh, view you, Lord, in, in new ways through the preaching and teaching of your word. Be glorified in it, Father. Help our trust to be renewed and strengthened and deepened. Pray for fresh anointing to preach and an anointing, Lord, to receive your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength, my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. No one <clears throat> knew. Uh, there may be some that claimed, but no one knew on New Year's Eve 2019 that 2020 would be a, a year of so much upheaval. One of the, one of the most used words uh, this year has been the word unprecedented. <clears throat> it's never been like this before. From global to national crisis, the world seems to be coming apart at the seams. Uh, on top of that, Everything has been magnified and presented to us daily in, in all forms of media directly into our homes. From all the reports of the of the chaos that's been taking place, it's been enough to make even a sensible person uh, want to want to want to kind of run away and hide from it all. Um, still, for the people of God, there's, there's another report to consider. Uh, it, it gives us a reason not to run and hide, uh, but instead to, to stand strong. Uh, the, the text today reminds us to trust in the refuge of righteousness. Touch, trust in the refuge of righteousness. The, the title is The Refuge of righteousness. The Psalms have been called the song book of Israel. They 
were often sung together by the congregation uh, and are still being sung around the world today. In the Psalms, God preserves for us the prayers and praises of Israel in, uh, written in poetic form. Uh, we hear the issues of people's hearts and their reliance on the one true God, uh, Yahweh. Um, David wrote many of the Psalms as he dealt with the various issues of his life and, and he desired to honor God and lead his people into worship even while he was king. Uh, David faced lots of trouble in his days and, and there was so much that, that we can't be sure which trouble he was facing when he wrote this particular Psalm. Uh, we just know that this time he, he had to write and he had to remind other people and maybe even himself um, where to place trust in times of crisis, where to place his trust in times of crisis. Even in adversity, our trust in the Lord is well founded. There, there's, a, there's a tension that we'll find here in this psalm. Uh, this tension is, is between two perspectives. Um, that 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 kind of tug at each other when uh, one one of the perspectives is a perspective of confidence in the Lord and, and one is a, a fearful response to the threatening chaos of the world listen to the two reports listen to the two reports it says in the Lord I take refuge how can you say to my soul flee like a bird to your mountain for behold the wicked bend the bow they have fitted their arrow to the string to shoot in the dark at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? David is dealing here with a report of bad news. The report says that the wicked are hiding in the dark with bows and arrows ready to shoot. Um, the, the target is those who are innocent. Uh, they are compared to a bird or, or, or someone being hunted. Those who, those innocent, those who uh, have, have determined to follow the way of the Lord, the, the upright, that, that have chosen to live in the light instead of the dark. Um, uh, make, and make no mistake, um, when you make a choice like that, it, it, it may often seem like you have a target on your back um, because there's a hard choice to live this way. Uh, notice, notice in the, in the Psalm that the wicked are not passive, but aggressively against the righteous. The enemy is betrayed like a hunter, uh, uh, moving with cunning and, and with stealth. Uh, it, it says here, the folks, uh, they, they are shooting from the dark, meaning they are a threat that can't be seen, but the danger is still very real and, and they have their sights set on David. But as we hear this psalm, uh, it's David's experience, um, but we should also be considering our own experience and how the wicked still operates today. Where does the wicked hide today? Uh, 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 waiting for its next target. Uh, does the wicked hide in, in, in dark alleys or on street corners in any random city? Uh, well, we, we've, been, we've been programmed to expect 
the wickedness in, in those places and to avoid them uh, so that that wouldn't be too uh, unexpected or, or cunning of them to be there. But how about in the corner offices of, of high rise buildings in those same cities? How about uh, behind the, the, the titles or, or positions of authority and help or or or, or maybe in the courtrooms or in the legislative halls where the pen becomes the arrow and people without proper protection become the target. Can you picture that? Uh, it, it's, it's not much different than the Psalm. Uh, there is uh, wickedness that hunts those without proper protection. Somebody close to David some, some counselors or some friends step in and, and they've looked at what's going on in the world and felt like the only thing that David could possibly do in his dangerous situation is run. Um, the, like, a, like a flock of birds fly away when they're stirred up by trouble. These counselors think, think, think it's best if David uh, would head to the hills and find, uh, find himself a hiding place. On top of the violence that's facing him, the system designed by the Lord to, to maintain order among people has been torn down by the people. These, these reporters ha have given up on any thought of looking for justice to step in and handle the evil actions of wicked folks. They told David that the foundations were destroyed uh, right and wrong were, are now relevant and everyone has their own truth. Uh, there is no justice, no moral law in order uh, uh, to turn to for help. Even if you're innocent, the only thing left to do here is, is flee, David. They counsel him. Even, even though these particular circumstances are thousands of years old, doesn't this situation sound, sound like it could be on world news tonight? In the, in the face of this crisis, these counselors shared this report and, and recommendation with David. And, and I, don't, I, don't fault, I don't fault them because their conclusions are logical according to what they see, according to the census. Uh, 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 you know, scientists have, have long summed up human response to crisis or immediate danger by the two physiological reactions of fight or flight. In times of trouble, our, our body naturally prepares us to aggressively defend ourselves or run. Um, uh, but there's a third option, and, that, and, that, and that's, even though it's, it's more, more typical of, of animals of, of prey, of prey animals, and that is to freeze, uh, fight, flight, or freeze, be stuck in fear, hoping that, it that it'll just pass, the danger will just go away. Fearing that, that David couldn't win the fight, the counselors tell him to head for the hills. Head for the hills. Now, uh, it, we're, we're, we're moving and we're, we're, we're watching the, the trajectory of this psalm and, and considering ourselves now, we don't, we don't have many actual mountains where we flee today to escape the things that we have to face, the crisis that we have to face. But, um, but many folks 
still run and hide and they run and hide inside of other stuff. Some, some barricade themselves in their homes. Others flee uh, to, to bottles or to substances or, or pornography or, or toxic and illicit relationships. Uh, uh, maybe broken ideologies, many run there, or, or, or whatever else people can find to put their trust in. Uh, uh, they, they flee, they flee. Or, or, or maybe they just freeze in apathy and indifference, hoping that the crisis will just go away and won't ever reach them. Uh, some even just stand by and watch others fight with insufficient weapons and just waiting for them to fail. Uh, the, the responses of today, the responses of, of this day. But I thank God for the other report that's in this psalm. We've heard one, but there's another available response to the trouble. Uh, 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 trusting the Lord as refuge. Trusting the Lord as refuge. Uh, it, it may not sound as exciting as running to the mountains, but uh, uh, David says, this is the one I'll, cho I'll choose. Now, it's easy to say that you've trusted the Lord as your refuge, but, but it's not really uh, demonstrated until you till you go against uh, negative reports and and in the face of crisis and chaos and till you till you step over the evidence to continue on anyhow uh, like like Ruth uh, going with Naomi you remember Ruth uh, uh, leaving everything that she knew and and instead trusting God in a new land uh, taking refuge under His wings yeah Ruth. Uh, was trusting. Uh, we find also in in First Samuel 17, there's an account that that David has some experience in, in in trusting the Lord at a time when everyone else in Israel, including his own big brothers, were were fleeing from a giant named Goliath. David remembered that while while shepherding his daddy's sheep, the Lord kept him from the lion and the bear. And there, uh, uh, standing out uh, 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 by the valley, uh, he, 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 he stared into the face of fear personified. And against all of the negative reports, he trusted God. And he laid Goliath to rest. This is an experiential thing. Uh, and... and and David had that experience and he probably uh, he looks at the counselors who tell him to flee and he thanks them for their concern. And then he reports what's already been settled inside of him. I, I've already taken my position in the Lord and and that's where I'm going to stand. How can you tell me to flee? Um, I take note here. It's good to be settled in your position before the trouble shows up. Already having a, a made up mind of where to turn and what to do in times of crisis and distress uh, without 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 having that uh, made up mind that determined and settled a, a, a decisive a, a place in the Lord of trust. Um, 
we are, we are left to our, our natural responses and we are subject to the, the suggestions and the panic and the reports of other people. Uh, over the last few weeks, I, I, I was personally challenged by reports of violence and crisis here in our own city. Uh, uh, should, I, should I flee into the safety of my home? Or, or move forward with a righteous agenda in the Lord as my refuge. I have to admit, you know, the reports will slow you down. And, and I, I admit I, I moved slowly. But as I considered the Lord, I moved. I moved. He is my refuge and I moved. David goes on to explain why he's confident in his refuge. He says in verse four, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is is in heaven. His eyes see his eyelids test the children of man. The Lord tests the righteous, uh, but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Let him rain coals on the wicked fire and sulfur and scorching wind shall become the portion of their cup. It doesn't sound good. David, David is confident that the Lord remains firm in his authoritative position and that the, the Lord uh, is, is making an active and accurate assessment of all that's taking place in the world. And he's also confident uh, that the Lord is righteous and will judge rightly. Uh, David is confident. David doesn't deny I didn't say he was delusional. He's confident. David doesn't deny the trouble, but trust the Lord. He mentions the, the, the sovereign seat of the Lord over all that's happening on the earth. It's heavenly. As long as God is on the throne, his authoritative position, no matter what people try to tear down, his order uh, will overrule and it remains intact. Um, and, and as we track forward in, in history from this psalm, if we if we would just skip through the Bible, uh, looking through time, we find the Lord still there. <laughs> He's still there. The Lord is still in his holy temple and nobody has snatched his throne from him. Uh, I, 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 in Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet would come along later and he would see the Lord in a vision uh, the, the year that his own earthly king died. And, and he gave the testimony that he was on a throne high and lifted up and, and the train of his robe filled the temple and, and, and the wing uh, seraphim uh, who flew around him sang one song over and over and over again. Holy Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled, is full of his glory. In Isaiah chapter 6, tracking forward a, a little more, uh, the, the apostle John would also receive a, a revelation of the Lord as, as Jesus called his attention up to a, a glimpse of the future. Uh, in Revelations chapter four and verse two, um, John says, at once I was in the spirit and behold, 
a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. John uh, 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 lets us know that he's still on the throne. John, he, 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 and he goes on a little bit more. He, he went on to describe uh, the, the amazing scene and, and took note that, that by that throne that there was still a cry that was going on, holy, holy, holy. Now, now if, we, if we went just a little, a little, little, little further in, in the book, uh, to the 22nd chapter, all the way to, to, to the time of the new heaven and the new earth. The throne of the Lord is still there. David trusts rightly in the authoritative position of the Lord, no matter what the report is saying. And he also considered the, the active, accurate assessments of the Lord. In other words, the, he, he trusts that the Lord is watching and that he recognizes who's who. The Lord distinguishes between uh, who's being faithful to him and who's rebelling in wickedness. There's no blurred lines with him. He, he has better than 2020 vision. He sees into the hearts of people. David uses uh, 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 human characteristics to describe the eyes of God focusing in on people. It, it, it's like when you when you squint your eyes, uh, when you're looking closely at something to to see what is made of. Examining from from his ruling seat, his throne, the Lord scrutinizes both the righteous and the wicked. The righteous is is proved during the test of crisis. He's 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 revealed as as the one that's upright and the wicked is rejected. David trusts the Lord's assessment and, and that the Lord uh, will take appropriate action. And that's why I think uh, he gives the advice in Psalm 37 where he says, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither uh, they'll wither like the green herb. Um, if we recall in, in Psalm 1, we remember that the, the wicked won't stand in the judgment and the way of the wicked will perish. Uh, the book of Psalms opens letting us know um, that God will set things right. It, it, it may look like uh, they're getting away with lawless violence, the wicked. But David is sure that they will have something coming. The report came in saying, David, you're in trouble because the wicked is after you. But David flips it and says, no, the wicked are in trouble because the Lord is after them. The wicked might seem terrifying, lurking in the, in the shadows and, and causing all kinds of pain and, and chaos. It might seem like they're, they're winning and and, and, and choosing to live righteous doesn't pay off, but, but the wicked have a cup. <laughs> they, they have a cup. And in, in, in the scriptures, the cup represents what you have to deal with in life, the, the cup. Um, whatever you are surely going to face in life, 
is, is, is your cup. What, what God will require of you is your cup. The cup of the wicked is filled with God's wrath. Burning coals, fire, and scorching wind. Uh, David uh, remembers and recalls an, an example of God's wrath raining down like this on, on Sodom and Gomorrah when he had enough of their mess and sinfulness, their wickedness, and he poured out a cup on them. But even in this, uh, the Lord said he would not sweep away the righteous with the wicked. So in confidence, David considers one last thing in this psalm. He considers uh, that the Lord is righteous and will judge rightly. He's righteous and he'll judge right, rightly. Look, he says in verse seven, for the Lord is righteous. He loves righteous deeds. The upright shall behold his face. David doesn't fly into a panic when crisis comes. David has called to mind the fact that God favors the righteous because he is righteous. And, and the wicked will have to deal with God because they are not right with God. Um, but we can't miss this. Before we jump on here with David wanting God to pour out his judgment on the wicked for all of the harm that they caused, we also need to acknowledge that we all once stood in their shoes. Uh, Ephesians uh, tells us that we were, we were like them, children of wrath. Um, we, we were not right with God. We also had a cup. We, we, weren't, we weren't counted in with the, with the righteous or, or welcomed into God's presence. What we were going to have to face, the, the, the judgment that was in our cup, it was too much for us. Uh, th but, but there was a righteous one. Uh, and according to God's righteousness, he, he, he stepped in and he took all of our cups and poured them into his cup. He drank the cup of God's wrath in our place. Uh, there, uh, it's, it's recorded in the scriptures, and there in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed about that same cup saying, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. But he didn't flee. He didn't freeze and he didn't fight. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. And since there was no other way, there on the cross, he drank all of that cup and he died. Uh, Jesus Christ in, in, in my place. And, and, and he died in, in your place. And now... Because of Christ, we can we can have confidence in crisis that we'll see the Lord's face because even though uh, he was cut off from the land of the living by the hands of wicked men, he was raised again on the third day and he was exalted, representing us always in the front of the throne of God <laughs> where we are upright in him. Uh, we can come before God in him, have refuge in the Lord in times of trouble in Jesus Christ. 
come hell or high water, we can, we can have confidence like David saying, when the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this will I be confident. My trust is in the Lord. In this will I be confident. Uh, uh, over in Ephesians chapter 6, the apostle Paul calls to mind a battle we have that, that, we, that we have with an unseen wicked enemy. And he calls for us to be victorious in that battle by standing and not yielding, standing and not giving any ground. He mentions there that God's protection and his righteousness, he mentions it, it being like a, a piece of armor covering us in the attacks that we face, uh, his, his righteousness. The church doesn't flee. We've placed our trust in the Lord. In times of crisis, we take a righteous stance in him who is righteous. We stand in him. We'll see his face in the righteous one. We, as we see how David stood and, and didn't flee, uh, when we, we can consider ourselves, when, when, when crisis comes, do we respond to the report of the world or the report of the word? Let me, let me, let me come closer in case, case, case that one misses. Have your recent responses to crisis all around demonstrated your trust in the Lord? Your, your, your recent responses to crisis um, we've all been facing it lately. Has it demonstrated your trust in the Lord? As we consider that prayerfully, we, we pray that however we respond to crisis, that it, it, we would do it with confidence and trust in the Lord um, in his uh, righteousness as our refuge and, and that it would be a witness it would be a witness to the world that there's another option. <laughs> there's another report. <sighs> Let us pray and then we'll close with a blessing. As we consider this trusting psalm, righteousness, refuge of the Lord. Lord, in the face of whatever may come, may we be confident, always considering you as our refuge. You are stable. You are enthroned. You are all powerful. You are all knowing. You're also righteous and you're just and you will judge rightly. Lord, we pray um, that we'll have confidence in that that we'll move and we'll live according to that trust. We won't freeze. We won't flee. Have your way in us. Build it in us, Lord, for your glory, 
for your witness in the world. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. The blessing is this. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father, who have loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Amen. Until the next time.